Whether you're a whiskey aficionado or new to the world of whiskeys, I invite you to pour a dram and join me around the bar. Hi, my name's Vic, and welcome to Distilled. Hello, hello, welcome back to the bar, welcome back to Distilled. A little bit belated, but happy Father's Day to all of the dads out there, whether you're biological, step, foster, adoptive, spiritual, and even godfathers. I hope you had a good day. Um, going to talk about some stuff tonight that uh, I had kind of thought about talking about on the previous episode and then plans changed, so we'll get into that today. But also some pretty exciting news happened in the last uh, couple of weeks. One tidbit just kind of dropped this afternoon, and um, it's kind of fun, kind of exciting. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, the first bit is retaliatory tariffs on whiskey sales between uh, Europe and the U.S., at least the EU, I think. Not sure about Great Britain. Um, they've ended. They've been lifted, so... Uh, distillers on both sides of the pond are rejoicing because this really did kind of hurt both sides of the industry, um, especially for smaller bourbon distillers, uh, distilleries here in the U.S., uh, having to pay higher tariffs to export uh, their product. And on the receiving end, I know a lot of um, people in the EU have been kind of grousing about how expensive it is and how rare it is to get some of our bourbon that they've been looking forward to. So cheers to our brothers and sisters overseas. Hopefully we can all pour a dram together now in solidarity. Um, That's exciting. Second bit that just kind of popped up this afternoon. Uh, Sazerac has purchased a new distillery to do its own line of Irish single malt. Um, they have purchased Logill Distillery, I hope I pronounced pronounced that right, in County Sligo, Ireland. Uh, It's a 100-acre site. They're hoping to uh, modernize it, fully develop it, uh, turn it into a world-class whiskey facility and visitor attraction. Uh, It's the current home of Hazelwood House, and I think, according to this article I'm reading, um, the line they will be producing will be called Aru Single Malt Whiskey, or Aru, um, A-T-H-R-U with an accent, and uh, Sazerac will be able to add it to their line of other Irish whiskeys, including Patty Irish Whiskey and Michael Collins Irish Whiskey. Um, they have taken one of the head distillers from, yeah, here it is, okay, here it is, uh, the, let's see, oh my lord, I hope I don't butcher their name, Helen Mulholland, Mulholland, um, the former master blender of Bushmills will lead the Lugill, uh, distilling team, so that's pretty awesome, uh, Bushmills is a pretty, is a really solid, uh, Irish whiskey, so one of the oldest, if not the oldest, longest running distillery in Ireland. So cheers to them and best of luck. Um, okay, so 
that's cool stuff. Um, what I had wanted, I, I had been asked um, a few weeks ago, someone was looking into getting into distilling, and they had asked me, um, you know, what, what education, what training, uh, what qualifications do you have that allowed you to become a distiller at the place you work at? Um, I work at a craft distillery here in Lakewood, Ohio, Western Reserve Distillers, as an assistant distiller. And this person was asking what qualifications and training and stuff. Um, and I told them, honestly, my background is culinary. Um, I was a, I worked in restaurants for, God, since I was 16 up until 2020. So from, I don't know, 2008 to 2020, that's however many, 12 years, I think. Um, I was a chef for about six of those, a sous chef and kitchen supervisor. Um, and I was trained in wine tasting. Um, that if you really want to get into like my formal education and qualifications, that was it. Um, I had done a Pernod Ricard's Bar Smarts, uh, Bar Smarts Advanced class. Um, did the Staven Thief Society certified bourbon steward course like as far as formal stuff that those were my qualifications and training um went to culinary school and got a bachelor's of science degree sounds fancy but get this in culinary business management from an art school the art institutes of california san diego which shut down uh too many financial issues after a massive lawsuit um so, what I would say, though, if you do want to become work in a distillery and become a distiller, I do see there, there's kind of two sides to this coin, I think. You do have the people who have backgrounds in chemistry and biology, like they studied that and they applied it to distilling, but then you have people like, um, like the Jim Beam family of distillers where the, I'm sure they studied the sciences for sure but it really seems like a lot of them just studied the craft they started working in the distilleries as soon as they could as soon as they were allowed to and they just grew up working the distilleries working you know in the mill house working the mesh tanks doing cleaning sweeping floors uh, working their way up off the, you know, off the bottling line. I think that's, um, who is it, Freddie No Booker? He started on the bottling line, and now he's the master distiller at Jim Beam, I think. Could totally be wrong, but um, you look at um, Eddie and Jimmy Russell, father-son duo. They started out with, you know, wild turkey, just working. <laughs> um, there was um, Ridladek their master distiller for many years. He was on the, showcased on the documentary, um, Neat, Scotch, A Golden Dream. I can't remember his name, but he started out working in the malt house, just shoveling malt. Um, so there is this old school style of learning the craft and the art and the trade by starting from the ground floor, literally, and working your way up through the distillery, learning all 
facets of making whiskey and um, you know learning what malt is and what role it plays in whiskey and how to produce it learning about the milling learning how to mash in um, learning about the yeast and how to do fermentations and how to take care of your yeast um, actually operating the still learning how to make cuts um, learning at what temperatures those cuts happen stuff like that um, blending taking care of barrels being a cooper um, monitoring the rickhouse like stuff like that there's a very old school way of learning that and you literally will spend your life doing it um, but there's also a more formal education kind of approach and I do see this happening uh, Miss Lynn Dant has, of um, Dant Crossing and Monk's Road uh, Log Still Distillery that's it Log Still Distillery at Dant Crossing um, Lynn Dant the master distiller her background is chemical engineering um, uh, I believe uh, Dr. Crow of Old Crow Whiskey also had a background in um chemistry and he was a pretty accomplished distiller when he came over from Scotland but he invented the sour mash well he's credited with inventing it um, there's another woman who actually used it first but uh, and my own master distiller was a uh, chemical engineer um, studied mechanical engineering for his undergrad went into chemical engineering for graduate and he did systems processes and uh, whatnot for uh, Nestle. Um, worked with their uh, executive chef very closely on how to produce recipes and taking a, a company would come to them say, hey, we want to scale up this recipe. And so he and the chef would uh, figure out a way to do that. So there definitely is... Um, something to be said about getting a formal education for sure um, and learning about you know chemistry and biology so I guess I will go into this um, I really only studied biology in high school and chemistry in high school and physics in high school <laughs> um, my bachelor's of science degree is a bachelor's of science degree because I took a human nutrition class um, a psychology class and a math class a college algebra math class to be precise uh, so my knowledge of physics chemistry and biology if I didn't learn it on the job um, it was from high school so understanding that um, especially understanding biology knowing what microorganisms are um, knowing what kind of environment yeast likes to work in and live in and knowing what exactly it's doing um, it is a I think it's a type of fungus but you know it's introduced into a mash it will convert sugars into alcohol by consuming them so it is a living creature but eventually the environment it lives in will kind of kill it um, once it eats all its food it will go dormant so you to prevent it from 
doing that too early and to get as much um, as much alcohol out of that wash, out of that beer as possible, you do need to keep it in a good environment. So understanding the pH range that it thrives in, understanding the temperature range that it thrives in, um, and even understanding its tolerance for alcohol because alcohol is an antiseptic. Um, and if you use, if your distillery uses proprietary yeast strains, um, they usually tell you, you know, pH range it thrives in is 3.5 to 5.8 or something like that. Um, and that tells you how acidic the wash can go and how basic it can go. Usually as the yeast goes through its fermentation, uh, it'll be, the mash will turn more acidic. And so understanding chemistry and knowing what that means as far as pH readings go, uh, the lower the pH, the more acidic, and knowing how to counterbalance that by adding something basic, uh, something alkaline, something like baking soda, um, will, I believe, add more hydrogen, thus making it less acidic and keeping the yeast alive, keeping them happy. Um, so knowing stuff like that, um, and even knowing as far as uh, biochemistry type stuff goes, understanding what happens with malt and the enzymes um, in the mash, understanding what's happening, the enzymes, the alpha amylase is going through with the, um, the long chains of carbs and it's cutting them and it's adding an end cap essentially to the molecular chain to make it shorter. And it will go through and do this several times um, to break down these long chain carbohydrates into short chain sugars for the yeast to digest because again, this is a microorganism if the molecular structure is too big, it can't eat it. It can't digest it. So having that kind of basic understanding of um, chemistry and biology helps. And then when it comes to the still, this is really fascinating. This is where the chemistry and physics come into play because we know that different, when we're doing, well, when we're doing a strip run, we're just trying to boost the alcohol content of the um, the low wines of that first run. Strip as much alcohol as possible out of our uh, mash, out of our wash. So as long as you keep it below 100 degrees Celsius or 212 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, you're golden. You can crank that heat up and just let it run. Um, just don't let it get that, you know, 212 Fahrenheit and 100 Celsius. Um, when it comes to the heads, cutting heads and hearts and tails, that's where things get a little bit more complicated, we know. Uh, methanol evaporates at a lower temperature than the ethanol, which evaporates at a lower temperature than your oils, your fusel oils. But here's the thing, by controlling the pressure in the pot, you can control the flow rate too of the distillate coming out. And you can also, that'll also kind of lead into um, some more pressure. If you're using a steam jacket, more pressure equals more steam, which equals more heat, which means stuff will heat up faster and it'll evaporate faster. So on the flip side, you need to add more 
of cold water to your final condenser because now you've got this buildup of steam which is alcohol and you don't want to lose it so now you want to cool it down so you kind of have to understand a bit of physics um, to navigate that balancing act adding more cold water to condense that steam to get more ethanol out um, and also to pump up the ABV of the distillate coming out to control the ABV it's all temperature and pressure um, for whiskey we walk that fine line we want it to be a nice clean distillate and the more pure your distillate is the higher ABV it is but we're limited by keeping it at 160 so if you run a double column still though there are certain advantages to that understanding uh, a little bit of chemistry and physics there also kind of helps understand what's going on in the columns um, when you're in full rectification you can look up and to the layman it looks like there's water running down the plates well that's not water that's whiskey or at least that's alcohol um, but the deflagmators up at the top they're like miniature condensers and for the second condenser before it goes over to that final condenser you can actually control the temperature there and really um, clean up a lot of the spirit coming out this is something that uh, we figured out at my distillery for our agave that's how we clean it up is controlling uh, the temperature on that second deflagmator it's pretty awesome to see it in action so there's yeah there's just a lot of um, a lot of different ways to apply basic sciences that you can learn in high school and obviously if you go for undergrad degrees graduate degrees all the better then you really have a practical understanding of everything going on um, in the still and on the production floor um, having some mechanical engineering definitely helps knowing how to uh, take apart a pump clean it out fix it put it back together that's stuff I wish I had known uh, understanding plumbing um, electrical engineering stuff like that all very handy especially with modern stills nowadays that have all kinds of sensors everywhere all kinds of electronics very good to know that stuff um, and understanding basic lab techniques too uh, you should have gotten people should have learned some of this stuff in high school but um, basic lab techniques for when you are taking a proof of a batch of um, spirit understanding how temperature can affect the proof and the uh, density of the alcohol um, so and therefore the ABV um, all affects it um, and knowing how blending works how you know we are adding water but what's going on here so understanding some basic mathematics to also figure out um, how to uh, calculate how much water you need to add to change your proof that's good to know but just again you're taking water adding it to another adding it to a spirit there is going to be a chemical reaction there so some pretty basic chemical chemistry is 
good to know so you've got at least a basic understanding of what's going on and it's not just all kinds of mysterious I would say but none of that was really what helped me get my job um I don't think anyway my boss might have something else to say um but for me when I came to him I had this deep desire to learn how to make whiskey I wanted to learn how to be a distiller um and I think that's the most important qualification or job requirement um that desire that deep burning desire and passion to learn a passion for the spirit um and to produce a good quality spirit not just for your own enjoyment i mean i love this stuff obviously but also for others to want to share it and um my willingness to learn I was going up on weekends. I was not getting paid. I was working four to six hours with him a day. Um, that willingness to work with him, to do a stage with him, to, an apprenticeship, to work for him, um, to take notes, having questions, asking him all kinds of questions almost every step of the way to understand what was going on. Um, being willing to get dirty, um, to have agave splash on you, to have low wines, strip spirits spill on your feet and on your hands, um, to get dirty with the mash tank and with the yeast, blending in yeast, um, pitching yeast, and willingness to clean up, to do the hard stuff that no one ever talks about in the industry. We don't, because it's not glamorous. I mean, I spent two and a half maybe three hours this morning scrubbing grain off of the still that had splashed up somehow I don't even remember how um but cleaning the stills like yeah two and a half to three hours cleaning the stills today um I've had to crawl inside our pot still with a paint scraper and carefully scrape off dried mash because the lid had been left open overnight and it was drained and um, it had dried on and it was cold. So being willing to do stuff like that and to step up and like, hey, how can I help out? Do you need anything else? Um, stuff like that. Being willing to go, you know, a bit, a, a bit above and beyond what your job qualifications call for or the job requirements are, you know, um, today my master distiller had a cocktail class and he asked me, Hey, could you juice a liter of limes for me? Fresh limes need a liter of lime juice. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And it was no problem. Uh, we had gotten a shipment of cocktail shakers in. He was, we didn't have enough for the class. So broke into that and washed them for him so that he could be ready. So Definitely having a willingness to help out the team, uh, to help out your boss, help them look good, I think is also a good requirement. So yeah, in a nutshell, 
have a basic understanding of chemistry, physics, biology, know how to do basic algebra, know how percentages work, uh, but definitely have a, a desire to learn, uh, a desire to step up and help out. Helping out goes a long way in the, uh, in the distillery, especially a small distillery with a small team. Um, you know, they say many hands make light work, but when you've only got a few sets of hands, helping out definitely helps a lot. So that's what I got to say about that. Those are kind of the only real qualifications I can think of. Thank you for listening, and uh, as always, thank you for your support to our patrons, to um, the new subscribers on Locals. Um, there are four people who have joined, and two of them are now uh, supporters, so I deeply appreciate your support, and you too can, you know, visit the distilled website distilled.me d-i-s-t-i-l-l-d dot m-e we've got some cool new coffee mugs up uh, if you follow the instagram you've seen them one is well it just you know says distilled branded the other says uh may contain whiskey so it's a bit fun uh fun and whimsical and punny um may contain whiskey t-shirt is up as well as the distilled water bottle check those out uh, you can always donate, one-time donation, and every little bit helps. And of course, um, you know, becoming a patron, patreon.com slash distilled, or a supporter at distilled.locals.com. And I'm starting to move content over there, um, starting to do more uh, live streams over on Locals, uh, because I can also set that so only supporters can view it, so some behind-the-scenes stuff and... Of course, the new uh, cocktail, or excuse me, whiskey education classes uh, working on right now. Uh, one is already live, working on the all about bourbon. So, become a supporter, you get access to all kinds of fun new content. Anyway, uh, check it out. That's again distilled.locals.com or patreon.com slash distilled. Become a sponsor, become a patron and a supporter. I deeply appreciate it. Thanks so much. Stay safe. God bless. Cheers.